I was up in the North Woods this weekend, and we took it a minor league hockey game. We did some ice fishing, nine inches of ice. It was very pleasant. It was sunny, but the ice was starting to melt, actually, not to a dangerous level, but it was getting pooly. And the snow trails for snowmobiles were not snow-covered at all, and it was devastating as I talked to people. Joe Hendrick is a former member of the Wisconsin State Assembly. He's also been on school boards and up in the uh, – he was the town chairman in Monaco, and he is with us. He knows the Northwoods. Joe, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, happy to be here. Joe, I was so sad when I was up there. I was uh, thrilled with the resilience of the people we talked to, but sad that this has been devastating. Paint the picture how difficult this has been in places like Monaco. Yeah, well, you know, down here, um, you know, when it snows, people say, oh, I got a shovel, and that makes the roads bad. But up there, it's like money falling from the skies. It, it's, it's, that's how the Northwood survives in the wintertime is because it attracts snowmobilers, skiers, uh, people that are looking for outdoor activities in the winter. And um, about every 30 years or so, it seems we go through a winter where we just don't get much snow, and it can really, really uh, – well, it does have just a really hard impact on those small mom-and-pop businesses that are in the hospitality industry. Even some of the old-timers I spoke to up there who have seen a lot of winters, Joe, said they can't remember a winter where literally it could be that nothing opens up when you talk about snowmobiling and some of the other motorized sports. Yeah, uh, the closest one in recent memory would have been the winter of 94-95, but once we got into February and March, there actually was uh, some snow. And then if you go back to the early 70s, there was a winter. Uh, this Now, of course, I was just a little kid. <laughs> there was a winter with almost no snow. And going into that winter, there was over 100 different companies that manufactured snowmobiles. And by the end of that winter, there was only six remaining. Wow. Challenging times. Businesses are being impacted. The recovery. I know winter is... Great in the North Woods for all the things that we've talked about that unfortunately just aren't really happening right now. Summer is also a great time. Well, it really is a part of the state that is dependent on the seasons truly being the seasons. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people and read a lot of people have said, "Well, geez, those businesses need to diversify and you know, et cetera, et cetera." Which theoretically might sound good, but if you're a small mom and pop hospitality business, say you want a little restaurant. I'm not exactly sure how they can diversify much more than that they've already diversified to before seasons. The one of the biggest factors that gets overlooked is that Minocqua, for example, has a year-round population of 5,000 people, but in the summer our population is 30,000. So that means we have to have the infrastructure for a city of 30,000 people, not just healthcare, but restaurants, bars, stores, grocery. Um, and so when those summer people leave, there simply aren't enough year-round people to support that level of infrastructure and all those restaurants and all those other businesses. That's why we have to have winter tourism just to keep the lights on and help pay the mortgage through those months by bringing people to add to that 5,000 base population. And this winter, we're just not getting it. Joe Hendrick is with us talking about the terrible situation up in the Northwoods. So, Joe, when you were in the State Assembly, you had a very interesting idea. It was about aiding those businesses that are harmed by poor winter weather. The snow drought aid bill, this was back in the mid-90s. Tell us what your idea was. Well, it was sort of inspired by the fact that as a legislator, I became aware of just how much effort goes into making sure there's support for farmers when there's times of drought or too much rain or, you know, too hot or too cold. Um, but there didn't seem to be anything like that out there for hospitality tourism industries. The 
the Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development uh, Group at the time had a tourism loan program, but that was only to give low-interest loans to tourism businesses who wanted to expand. And at that time, when there, there was a snow drought, as I mentioned, in 94, 95, the businesses weren't looking to expand. They were looking to survive. And so I authored a bill that basically would have made these low-interest loans available um, to tourism businesses just for cash flow purposes to help get them to the next season, just like we help farmers get to that next crop. Um, it wasn't a handout. They were low-interest loans. Um, we passed it through the state assembly, but then it never passed the state Senate. The winter of 96 came along, and it was one of the snowiest winters in history. And I remember senators going, what do we need a snow drought bill for? Look outside. There's two feet of snow. So it never became law, but uh, it, it's an idea that because now we have the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation as part of state government, it, it might be an idea that maybe some people could start kicking around again. It wouldn't help this winter. Um, but like I said, we have one of these snow droughts every 20, 30 years, it seems. Well, it, it, I guess the point is, right, why wait until catastrophe hits to have a measure in place to help out? That's right. And again, we do it for farmers. And well, people say, yeah, but they put food on the table. Well, if you go visit northern Wisconsin and there are no restaurants because they all shut down, you wouldn't have food on your table. So uh, as we know, tourism is a very important industry in Wisconsin, just like agriculture is. And uh, so, again, that's why I think there would be some fairness in, in having something for the hospitality industry. And if you know the people in northern Wisconsin, you know that they're not looking for handouts. They're not looking. They, they went into business. They know the risk of business. And it's tough making it in any small business, but it's especially tough when you're on a on a weather-related uh, hospitality industry where you have to make your money in the summer and then hope there's enough business the rest of the year to keep your lights on. Manaqua's Joe Hendrick is with us. So, Joe, 14 years ago, Governor Walker declared a state emergency because of the drought. And as I look at the constitution in our state the governor has wide discretion when it comes to declaring a state of emergency whether it be for drought flooding tornado that sort of thing there's nothing in the language that precludes him from declaring a state of emergency because of winter weather or lack of winter weather would that be something that people up there would entertain if it meant low interest or no interest loans or grants or mechanisms of government to help them get through the rest of the winter I think so. It would do a couple things, and it would be more than just window dressing. First of all, it would tell the people of northern Wisconsin that this government cares about them. Oftentimes, north of Highway 29, we sort of feel like we're not really sure if the rest of the state realizes we're even part of Wisconsin. Um, but the, 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 the other thing it would do is it, it would allow the governor, and he could do this anytime, but I, I pictured what would Tommy Thompson do from back in my era. Tommy would probably send all his department heads up there to meet with people and and bring everyone together and give them ideas of what state government can do, what it can't do, what local government could do, what it can't do. So people have some realistic expectations um, to know what is available and what could be available perhaps with either executive orders or, or legislation. Boy, what's, what's going to happen the next couple of months, Joe, if there's no snow up there? Will there literally be businesses that don't recover from this? Yes, we. I mean, we had our fair amount of businesses that closed after COVID. They simply could never reopen, um, uh, partly because it became very hard for some Europeans to get to the country that that were that were the summer workers, and so you've already had a, a lot a, a, la, a certain number of businesses closed. And then what happens in the summer when it gets really busy? Our tourist visitors from Milwaukee and Chicago and everywhere else 
come up there and now suddenly there aren't there aren't enough restaurants to feed everybody and to seat everybody and then they become angry customers because the our hospitality isn't what it used to be and it creates sort of sort of this vicious cycle so this winter certainly is going to have some casualties in, in the business world and that and that's too bad um and then i it'll it'll just make the summer even less appealing um again if there's if suddenly you had 12 restaurants to choose from and now you only have six that means they're going to be twice as busy. Your wait time is going to be twice as much. So it's a, it's, it's a very sad situation. I feel for these people because um, they've worked so hard to get where they're at. And, and we're not talking. Sometimes when people hear of business people, they think wealthy. If you've ever been to rural Wisconsin, you know a lot of these small mom-and-pop places, they live there for the quality of life. And um, if they can make a little bit of profit, that's a, that's a nice bonus. Um, but they're, they're certainly not a lot of these folks are not well off and uh, anything the government could do to let them know that that you know, that the state is, is recognizes the importance of tourism. And here are some things that state of Wisconsin could do to help the industry during this trying time, I think would be greatly appreciated. Former assemblyman and Manaqua town chairman, Joe Hendrick. Thank you so much for the perspective, Joe. Oh, happy, happy to be on your show.